Hey, everybody, welcome. I'm Steve Wolenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. This week, nine things will help us avoid following the crowd and make better decisions. Glad you joined us. Let's get started. Again, this is Anatomy of Success, and I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Welcome. Discovering us for the first time, we talk about my four tenets of equanimity here. Better health, healthy relationships, healthy intimate relationships, and more satisfying work. Those broad categories involve a variety of different things. We can focus on each and every day to elevate happiness and as a consequence, greater life satisfaction. Health is at the top of that list. And of course, making wise decisions is also imperative. And we'll talk about that today. First, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. We always appreciate your input in the form of rating and reviews. And then go over to weatherology.com. That's my company page. And find me under About Us at the top of that page. Links to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And now doing some things on TikTok. And grab the Weatherology mobile app. It's free, by the way. Over the past several years, as you know, I like to observe things and I've seen a variety of different social changes and, of course, economic conditions and investment opportunities and new social apps and a variety of things. Of course, Clubhouse popped on the scene during COVID, gave people an opportunity to chat and engage in human interaction, which is something people desperately missed. The bandwagon effect, however, refers to a cognitive bias that causes people to embrace new ideas based on popularity and the perception of social advantage. We saw that in the stock market over the past couple of years. Opportunities seemed to be abundant. People jumped in. And then the volatility of COVID and market gyrations impacting investments, and people lost a lot of money. New money pours into a market like this, which is very volatile, with valuations that were impossible to justify. As we're on the precipice of this economic bubble, I believe, may burst at some point in the next year or so. The bandwagon effect can influence not only investment choices, but political decisions. What products that we purchase, what doctor we choose, and what technology we utilize. Nothing better illustrates the power of the bandwagon effect than the famous elevator experiment conducted back in 1962 on hidden camera. People piled into an elevator and one person turned around to face the back. Most people did the exact same thing. The bandwagon effect spreads quickly, complements of something called the positive feedback loop. People on social media discover a new shiny toy, like Clubhouse, and word spreads like wildfire. Suddenly, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, the bandwagon effect has an impact on how we view the world and the choices that we make because many of us prefer not to invest the energy, the time, effort into making good choices. So following a group of people predicated on arbitrary parameters seems like the most logical next best best choice. So is following the crowd to Clubhouse, for instance, the right decision for you or to Bitcoin or to a particular stock? According to Margaret Thatcher, don't follow the crowd, let the crowd follow you. So here are nine ways to avoid jumping on bandwagons that may not be in our best interest.
Number one, create separation. With any new and highly addictive technology, it's best to take some time and create some separation from the social cues. When we make emotional decisions based on impulse, we dedicate time to something that competes with more important priorities. The neuroscience behind the app Clubhouse, incidentally, was very intoxicating. We have to proceed with caution and take a deep breath to evaluate the real benefits of investing exorbitant amounts of time in something brand new. Personally, I jumped on to try it out for about three weeks, quickly came to the conclusion, yeah, this is a horrible idea, a terrible waste of time, and I saw people spending 10, 12 hours a day on that app to gain the popularity their ego desperately craves. So in retrospect, personally, I think that's a horrible idea, and I think many people have come to that conclusion as well. Next, exercise good judgment. Learning to make good decisions is the difference between success and failure in life. Keep in mind, most people rushing to these platforms, again, picking on Clubhouse, believe it's an opportunity to gain exposure, to build their business. The sad part, many don't have a solid business plan or business to begin with. Their goal, build popularity and use popularity as a way to gain economic benefit. The problem, most don't have any real viable skills, no real talent, no real business acumen. They hope that exposure will turn into something profitable. Better to have a substantive business, gain visibility for that, and then ride that wave. So we need to learn to exercise better judgment. Next, we have to slow down. Just because somebody says something is great doesn't mean it is. During the California gold rush, settlers risked their lives to cross the country in pursuit of striking it rich. You know who got rich? The early entrepreneurs like Levi Strauss. He made durable clothing for miners while they labored in the scorching hot sun. 99% of all those miners went broke, by the way. Guess who got rich? Okay, yeah, we know the answer to that story. Same story on Clubhouse. The people that designed the app and the small number of people that used the platform wisely are getting the biggest benefit from something like that. These types of decisions require reasoning and some analytical finesse, and that requires slowing down to really appraise the situation and determine if it's a good fit and a good use of our time. Utilize reasoning. What I mean by that is we have to remove the emotions from the fad that seems irresistible, and that's always a good place to start. Jot down the pros and cons of using new technology, for instance, something like Clubhouse. And I'm not saying it's bad. I just think we've learned in retrospect it's not as wonderful as many initially thought it was. However, people using a platform like that four, five, six hours a day, which is quite accurate, predicated on much of the research we've now cultivated from user experience on that particular platform, it's not a good idea for the vast majority of people. When we employ critical reasoning, however, we can examine the efficacy of something new and utilize it intelligently if we're going to or not at all. Benjamin Franklin said this, make ourselves sheep and the wolves will eat us alive. Next, be accountable. We have to take full responsibility for our decisions, and that includes being accountable for how we spend our time. My brief encounters, for instance, on Clubhouse, and I keep using that as an example because it's a good example from recent history, demonstrated how easily 
people can get lost waiting in these rooms for an opportunity to speak. And I have to confess, I didn't find much of the content very compelling at all. For me, I chose to not use the platform because quite honestly, I thought it was a time suck and a waste of time. Now, when something new comes up like this, we have to be accountable to ourselves and honestly ascertain, is this something that truly benefits me for whatever I'm intending to use it for? Or has my ego suddenly become the primary focus and appeasing my egotistical needs now is the objective by being on there to gain more popularity and exposure and the perception of success? Being accountable is tough. And sometimes we need accountability partners to help us achieve that. Evaluate the temptation. When people signed up for Clubhouse, people jumped into a few groups to assess why the app had become so popular. I was one of those people, and I think that's a reasonable reaction to new technology. You jump on, you check it out, determine for yourself. I'm evaluating the temptation. I quickly came to my own conclusion, and my opinion probably wasn't very popular. It's a dangerous distraction, and people are wasting precious time that could be allocated for more important things. Fortunately, I've built a business for almost four decades that doesn't require success on social media to stimulate profits. And I highly encourage you to do the same thing if you're going to build a business, because otherwise we get pulled in to this idea that this new thing represents the greatest opportunity for me to build and grow my business. But if we don't have a substantive business whose economic viability isn't contingent upon platforms somebody else doesn't own, I think we need to really explore and evaluate the temptation and how relevant it is truly in our aspirations to build something substantive. Next, consider better alternatives. When deciding whether to use new social platforms, for instance, we ultimately have to choose what are the big advantages for spending so much time being sucked into something so intoxicating. If we are trying to build a legitimate business, we need to examine all the other ways our time could be used more efficiently. Not to mention, are these distractions coming at the expense of our relationships, at the expense of our health, and all the things we advocate here at Anatomy of Success? Next, how will this improve my life? We have to take some time and visualize how spending hours a day on social platforms of any kind, not just picking on Clubhouse, will enhance the quality of our life. That includes appreciating the temptation to be pulled into something that has powerful social cues that encourage people to jump on board over fear of missing out. And I've seen this on LinkedIn. In the first year or so, I spent a lot of time on that platform because I did believe and still believe in retrospect it was a good decision because I felt that platform was at a point in history back in 2018 where I could create videos and content that was unique on a platform with very few content creators and gain some momentum. And that's precisely what happened. So the time I spent there was valuable and it did create great visibility for my brand. At the same time, it also added credibility to my work with existing customers and new customers. So there was a lot of reasons why that made sense. So how did that improve my life? Well, as a person that takes marketing very seriously, it was an unprecedented marketing opportunity, but now it's far more competitive on the platform and I spend far less time on that. My team's more involved. And so you have to evaluate how you're spending your time and redirect your focus on other things that may be far more advantageous. And finally, we have to get trusted feedback. That's where smart friends come in handy. 
people that don't just follow the herd to the edge of the cliff. We have to elicit advice from smart people, whether it's investment opportunities, business opportunities, what social movements to be a part of, what social apps to be a part of. On this particular platform, Clubhouse, by the way, I noticed every single group on that platform was titled millionaire this, billionaire that. Rest assured, anyone tossing those labels probably isn't what they claim to be. Successful people don't feel the need to throw their good fortune around and push it in somebody's face. They are generally very humble, very gracious. Would Elon Musk ever say, hey, join the billionaire club on Clubhouse or Warren Buffett? Of course not. So we need to be very cautious and get some feedback because whatever seems too good to be true probably is. Eric Harvey said this, courage is following your conscious instead of following the crowd. Hope you benefited from this conversation today on nine things that help us avoid following the crowd and make better decisions. My name is Steve Wollenhaus, and this is Anatomy of Success. Hope you enjoyed these brief conversations. Come back again next week. Until then, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic.